Welcome to Kick Back with Chris. Kick Back with Chris, the martial arts podcast. Welcome to this, well, it's a Christmas special, I guess, of uh, Kickback with Chris, Martial Arts Podcast. Um, I hope you're well. I know I've been away for a little bit, uh, a week longer than planned. Uh, it's been a particularly hectic end of the year for my martial arts club, as I know it has probably been for a lot of people out there. Um, I've actually just this minute come out of um, a grading just finished the last grading of the year um, on the 22nd of December I know what Wally does that but yeah anyway <laughs> uh, all finished now um, it was the sixth one and we've just just got it finished um, so we're going to do things a little bit different this week uh, in that uh, I well I'll be completely honest with you I didn't have this planned um, it's just one of those things, it's just how it worked out. Um, now, uh, just a bit of a background on this one first before we go into it. Uh, earlier this year, I did an interview with uh, a guy called Jeff Downs, who runs a podcast called the Funny Peculiar Podcast. Um, and the podcast itself actually released uh, earlier today. Uh, now, I spotted the link had gone up, um, so I got in contact with Jeff um, and obviously asked his permission first. Um, now, it's a, it's a one-hour uh, interview with myself um, talking about all manner of things. It was actually recorded um, in my gym. So um, I've not listened, I'll be honest with you, I've not listened to this through the whole way. So it's actually going to be a new experience for me too. So what I thought would be cool would be to uh, to share it with you guys as well. Um, what I will do is I will link back to Jeff's podcast in the show notes. So if you could, if you if you enjoy it and you're interested in hearing more um, of the of the podcasts from, from Jeff and the, the guys over at Fun and Peculiar Podcast, go and check it out. Um, the podcast that they've got itself is actually listed as being uh, the alternative podcast for alternative people. Um, and there's some really interesting ones in there if you're, if you're interested in learning more about uh, what they do. My my podcast interview with them is actually their 33rd episode. So um, quite a few in there now. Uh, so yes, uh, we'll get straight into it. Enjoy. Um, and I will uh, catch you on the other side. You're listening to Kick Back with Chris, the martial arts podcast, brought to you by www.onlinekicking.co.uk. So, welcome to another episode of Funny Peculiar uh, Podcast. And this week, um, I'm chatting to Chris Jones, who is, and I'll be careful on the intros on your titles, a martial arts instructor. But yep. uh, combined with that, you've done a lot of stuff in films. Yep. And we'll get, and we're just sitting in. Um, so, first of all, hello, Chris. Hello there. And um, we're in Chris's office upstairs at his... Um, now, do I say a dojo or not? Te- oh, wow. It kind of gets called lots of different things. Um, I suppose it would technically be a dojo with it being Korean, but um, gym, gym, studio... will do whatever. Yeah. Play. I'm not uh, fussy. Right, no, that's <laughs> fine. And we're upstairs in your office, and just, again, I, I'm immediately drawn to a wonderful array, collection of videos, DVDs, and you're a bit like me, Chris. You yeah. collect. You you won't throw the videos away. No. What sort of videos have you got? Just to go through. And I, and I think we'll just get out of the way. You're a massive Jackie Chan fan, and we're going to yes. get into that. Um, why you you know respect him and why you follow him, and yeah. I, I think you've met him as well. I have. Yes. Yeah. I have. Um, but the videos on there that you can see. First of all, I'll explain why I've got videos in my office. Um, essentially, it's because my wife wanted the room back in our house, <laughs> okay. and I couldn't I couldn't bring myself to get rid of them. Um, I do actually have two VHS players over there. This is this. Oh, really? oh, okay. I can see the geek in me now. The two brand new ones. I've kept them in boxes so that 
when they break down, I've still got the means to watch the film. So you still what, that? <laughs> you're, you're hardcore. I don't. I, I think I've got one VCR, but I've not plugged it in for years. Uh, so it's like you've got two brand two new, new ones. Okay. That, <laughs> On there, though, I've got well, a bit of all sorts. I, I kind of single-handedly kept HMV in business for about 15 years, I think. Yeah, I think. Um, but now everything from some Hong Kong movies, you've got your Jackie Chan, your Sammo Hung, Bruce Lee, Jet Li. I've got Western stuff, so I've got um, Van Damme on there. You name it. If it's martial arts-based, there's something on there somewhere. And then at the opposite end, because I've got to have it in order, then it <laughs> sort of filters through ah. to like I've got my 80s TV series and then I've got my Star Trek one so I've ah, got okay. all, it's all on there it's all there I'm looking at and ta- I'm just seeing some of the films that are taken that's and, and that was a, again with um, Liam Neeson Liam Neeson and he's yeah. kind of he, when I first watched that there's a lot of now with so, a film like that how much martial arts is going in the action performance of that and how much is stunt work would you say well I mean it's um, for me, it's, it's, for some people, it's hard to differentiate. But for me, it's sort of the martial arts action, anything that's sort of involving choreographed hand-to-hand combat, yeah. is what I would sort of term to be um, martial arts screen fighting. Uh, anything that's involving, say, maybe a fall um, or maybe breaking through an object, something that's not necessarily directly involving a fight, that's yeah. stunts. But some people sort of they would they will take it all and mix it in. Yeah. Um, I tend to specialise in the martial arts elements, sort of the hand to hand um combat based or all weapons based um sure. fight scenes. Sure. Um but yeah that um Liam's a is a hard worker, it takes some significant knocks in those films. So yeah. He is, he's quite and he's quite physically yeah. active in a lot of the scenes yeah. and I think when he could he must be in his late 50s early 60s when he did that probably probably yeah. but let's go back because and we've got all this to this is one massive prompt here basically yes. we'll go through <laughs> which is great and um, perhaps we'll pop down later to the gym yeah. and um, perhaps show for, for films I'll describe perhaps show some move or something in a yeah, film yeah, that you yeah, might yeah. be interesting just to see how you break it down and people listening we can describe that but where did it all start how did you get into martial arts um, when did it start for you well I grew up in, in Doncaster um, and it was sort of the late 1980s uh, I uh, my, my dad was keen to get me into something it, and it sort of whittled down to either rugby or martial arts I didn't like Sunday mornings I didn't like the cold and I didn't like the wet so right. rugby was straight out I also don't like sharing Right. And rugby being quite a team sport, <laughs> I wasn't very good at sharing. I like running into people. Yeah. That was quite good fun. But I didn't like the whole sort of, now I need to give the ball to somebody else. But yeah. um, martial arts, well, there was a school across the road from where I grew up. And I used to see these people going in in these white outfits with yeah. belts on. And I didn't really know what was what. Um, until one sort of fateful evening, I think, well, when, when would it be? Um, it was one weekend anyway. It was on TV. The Karate Kid was on. Right, okay. And I saw that and I'm like, that's the thing those people are doing. Right. And I, so I connected it in my head. And, and what I used to do was go in and sit at the back of the school and watch the classes. And I did that for about four weeks. I got away with it. And I used to make notes, then go home and practice in the garden. Right. And the instructor sort of, he, he knew what was going on. Yeah. Um, and eventually he said, you know, are you going to come and join in rather than watching at the back <laughs> every week? And, going and how old were you at this point? I was about eight, eight or nine. Eight, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yes. And, will, and what age will... And what age can you start martial arts? Well, I mean, that's a subjective one. Everyone has a different opinion on it, really. I mean, um, martial arts is, is it's quite, it's changed from the 80s. It was, you know, you typically, you had your karate school, your judo school, and your taekwondo schools, and that was, that was kind of it. Um, whereas now, there's so much more. 
Um, so it's, it's, it's a lot more inclusive now than it used to be. Uh, we take them. We take kids from four. Some okay. take start them from younger. We start from four, um, and it's a very obviously it's a very specialised um, session at four years yeah. old. Um, and uh, yeah, then we go right the way through to the adults. Um, but I mean, I, I started when I started. Eight was considered quite young. You yeah, know, seven, eight. But because um, we were in with the adults, you know, they were hammering so, each other. And we were just thrown in with the adults. It's weird, so the kids were just <laughs> train with the adults. Get, get in there and get training, and we and, were all sort of tra- treated the same. And you, and that's where you. And which style was this? What were you actually learning? And it was the Olympic style of taekwondo at the time, okay. um, because that's what was available. Right. It's not that I have anything against that system, but it was that. That was it. There was yeah. that school. Um, in the area um, or there was there was judo which didn't judo for me um, as a kid looking at it the dots didn't connect it didn't look like the thing that I was seeing on the yeah. TV yeah um, so it didn't catch my interest okay um, now it's very um, it's and an awesome judo art, just to explain to people so taekwondo is uh, is more offensive um, as opposed to judo which is more wrestling holding is that a wrong statement well I would say the best way to think of it is is it just simply if you want to make a really simplistic divide, you would say that Taekwondo is a striking art, okay. and as you say, Judo is more of a grappling art. Okay. Um, very, both have their own particular merits. Both are good in different areas. Yeah. Um, but I suppose the, the 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 ultimate aim of both systems is to end up with one person standing and one person on the floor. Yeah. Uh, just you get to A to B in a different way. Um, but yeah, it was the it was the particular the kicking that got my attention. I yeah. I, I was really um, sort of entranced by the the acrobaticness of the kicking and the sure. breaking the boards and the, um, jumping around that, that that's what caught my attention as a kid uh, and then now as a 38 year old kid it still captures my it's, it's attention still, it's, yeah. And you can, and so yeah that's that, my thing that's your thing and yeah. even like today when you come in here it feels like that eight year old child that was going oh, yeah. in it's still there still burns it's a little bit different in that now it's a job yeah. um, I'm not going to lie and say that you know every day is a magical experience there are some days where I know I, I quite fancy the idea of doing something really simple mm. um, and you know boring should I say but you know um, there are days where I'll have some time off do something different and then very very quickly I just want to every year I mean I, I, only, I don't take any time off which my wife hates she's mm. really she hates that I don't take time off but I have two weeks at Christmas yeah. and three or four days into Christmas holidays I'm, I'm climbing the walls yeah. I just need to do something so every year I look forward to the break I get the break and then all I want to do is come back in and do this again so yeah. but like we were saying earlier when yeah. and I said to you do you work out and you're like every day I work mm. out and you have to because you're an athlete it's your business mm. you've got to keep moving and if you stop for a week a week and a half yeah. you, you, you are muscles are grinding to a halt and it, yeah I did, I, if I stop for any longer than say um, five to six days I, I, I just generally feel unwell I yeah. think I think that's it I don't know whether it's it's sort of um, more in my head than it is sort of physically uh, anything happening but um, you know I, yeah, if I stop for any if I stop for any length of time initially I start, in my head I'm just climbing the walls because I'm not doing something yeah. and, and then physically I start to get very achy and all the injuries I've had over the years start to creep up and catch up and, and, uh, and injuries yeah. is a big one but when you so you started off so there you are 8 years old you're learning this Olympic style of mm. taekwondo how, how many years do you train there for when you were and uh, well, I trained in the sort of Doncaster area for around about 10 years. Okay. Um, I actually trained at two different schools, because as they do, I mean, we're a full-time setup, so this is what I do as a job. Whereas my first class, the instructor was actually quite young, um, and he went off to join, I think he joined the Navy, I believe. Um, he's a drill sergeant somewhere now. Yeah. He's, on, he's on my Facebook. Um, and he was quite young, so the school closed. And when the yeah. school closed, I had to go somewhere else and do something different. Um, 
which was an interesting experience. But um, the yeah, it's um, it's something I do it full time as a job, so yeah, it, it, it's meant that um, it keep, like, keeps me busy, keeps me out of trouble. Should yeah, we say. yeah. And so, and so, ten years, you, mm. you learn, and you have how in your belts in mm. the system, and yep. belts is the ranking system, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, how far did you get up? And within that period, I got to my black belt. Okay. Um, I get again, it's a subjective one again. A lot of people have different time frames on that. For me, it took me ten years. Okay. Um, for for other schools, other other students, they they okay. work it a little bit differently. But um, it's. For me, it took ten years. Okay, um, and and how did it feel when you then because a lot of people that sort of I think to the layman outside, yeah. um, black belt is oh right then you're lethal you yeah. can you can kill anybody and it's, <laughs> it's, it's you know that's what we but of course it, you've got there through training exercises yeah. so and is that the highest you can go in no. you can go higher yeah there are there are basically if you think of it like the way I describe the journey to black belt in a real basic term is it's a little bit the the, the, the training and the belts between white and black are like your driving lessons okay and then when you pass your test at the end your black belt that's like passing your driving test and when you've got your black belt that's when you really start to learn how to drive because when you have your driving lessons, they teach you how to pass the test. Yeah. You don't really learn how to drive properly. All the little things like reversing into a parking space in Asda, yeah. getting onto a drive, <laughs> my back, my car won't start. You know, all these little things that um, you don't really learn until you actually start running out of petrol. Yeah. These things, you don't do that in a driving lesson. Yeah. Um, and when you get your black belt, it's kind of like that. You, you sort of, you spend all this time working up towards passing your test. You pass your black belt test. If you're successful, that's when that's when you really start learning yeah. that's when the, that's when the journey starts properly okay. um, in, in, in my opinion anyway yeah, yeah. Um, I, I've learned more from my black belt to now than I did in the time from when I started as a child to a black belt right. um, it's a very very different experience so um, it's almost when you get your black belt in sort of age terms of becoming a 18 mm. you become a voting age that's it but then there's this massive development <sighs> now as you and then are you qualified to teach at that point <laughs> this is a funny one. Um, now, um, technically, at, at, at black belt level in eighteen, you are um, you're able to uh, apply for insurance to teach. Um, being a black belt doesn't make you a good instructor. Being mm. a good black belt doesn't make you a good instructor. Um, I, I've got um, junior grades that are fantastic at, at working with other people. Um, and I've worked with black belts that are horrific instructors yeah, right. by their own admission. Um, but they're fantastic martial artists. They just don't have that spark about them to, to yeah. lead a class and, or to sort of uh, inspire people or encourage people. Mm. They're very sort of drill sergeant-like. And uh, Is there a teaching exam for the martial arts that you have to take to be... Or it's no, not well. Again, it's such a huge industry and everybody runs things differently. I mean, in my school, we have... A um, instructor program yeah. that uh, anybody that wants to be an instructor has to work on, um, and we we follow guidelines that are set out by uh, other industries. Yeah, because the martial arts industry at the minute is quite self-regulated. Okay, um, because it's so huge, and and you know there are always people developing new styles and, and sort of offshoots from other styles. So it's constantly evolving, constantly changing. So it's very, very hard to sort of pin that down and, and, and say these are the requirements X, Y, Z because yeah. it's different for all of them, you know. Like we said earlier, with judo and taekwondo being so different. It, it, it's it, very it, difficult. There are certain things that you can 
uh, look at and that are sensible to get like basic coaching qualifications first aid sure. those sort of things are universal yeah. but the teaching of the art itself is is, is individual to each art okay. so it's very hard to pinpoint and say these are the requirements because the requirements are so vast So, and can you come up and you say that that people can then come up with their yeah. own style yeah. how difficult is that to, and, and how do you then qualify that you hold your hand up and go right I've got a new style well, and I'm calling it this it's the, uh, or that, is it just <laughs> you have your root styles and it's well I mean th- th- this this is something that's always gone on since the dawn of martial arts you know people have got different opinions about what works best so you know Fred thinks this works best and Jane thinks this works best yeah. so they go well I'm going to do it this way and I'm going to do it this way and right. that's great and then their students that go along and then they have a different opinions and then they're influenced by other people and some instructors are very much ah actually that works better than what I was doing okay. so I'm going to adopt that whereas some instructors will be very much this is what I do yeah. it is the best no one will tell me any different sure. I am going to do it like this uh, and so that means that inevitably you get you know uh, some people will work to a strict system and then some people are a little bit more open to idea and will adopt sure. different things and yeah. the net result is uh, regional variants let's say that like okay. like, like um, accents sure. you know I'm teaching my my flavour of Taekwondo and right. someone else will teach theirs okay. so you get these little differences okay. and then that gets passed down through oh, right. generations of students okay. who then put their little flavour in and there you know, and it's, it's, it's just inflections yeah. on each little word. okay then let's go so there you are 18 mm-hmm. um, you've qualified as black belt mm-hmm. what sort of work is what, what, what do you do next where do you go from there well I mean I was I, I was I'm trying to think I was 19 when I took when I did my black belt test it was 1999 um, and at the time I was very I mean I was there every day I was it was it was all I wanted to do was, was martial arts I, I, and you were having you were working a job and having to do this yeah I, basically I'd, I'd finished my levels all my friends were going off it was it was the year when all the tuition fees came in ah right okay so 97 98 yeah. around then so all my friends had all picked university courses they'd gone on wanted to go off and do um, and they were all um, they, was, they was looking at all these loans they were taking out and I'm yeah. thinking there's nothing that I like the look of doing yeah. I'm not prepared to take out a huge loan for, yeah. to do a course just for the sake of doing a course so what I decided to do is go to college and study um, graphic design because okay. I had an interest in art I like to dabble on computers and do editorial sure. design and that sort of thing so I thought well I'll do that because it's in my hometown and I can keep training at the same time and we'll see what happens um, I like, it lasted six months <laughs> <laughs> it lasted six months um, and I unfor- well, it's a bit of an unfortunate story really it's kind of one of those fortunate unfortunate things and the instructor who he's still a friend he's was yeah. on speaking terms um, I actually injured him accidentally oh, right, okay. and, I, and, and he needed some time off so um, I long story short, I ended up covering his classes for him right. whilst he was injured, okay. and the school owner um, saw some potential in me, right. and then offered me a job at another one of the oh. locations he owned. So oh, right. that was how I started out. That, I, I literally went from student to instructor in about quick. a ten day period. Wow, that quick! <laughs> yeah. And, and then, how long did you teach for? Um, well, I've been teaching full time since nineteen ninety nine. I've never. I've, I've had a short period of time yeah. where I, I, I took a break. It was actually at the same school. Um, I've been there. 99 to 2002 mm. I think it was um, and I had my own ambitions I wanted to yeah. go off and do other things and the instructor's vision of the school was all the staff were going to you know always as any business owner yeah. would want his staff to be focused on the future of his school sure I had ambitions of 
maybe one day having my own school and I managed to let that slip in a staff meeting yeah. and the net result was the following Monday I was sacked oh right <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I was very I was very quickly le- left with well what am I going to do because I dropped out of college yeah um, I don't really want to go back to doing that I've, I've had all these years of being within this huge business doing martial arts um, you know listening in on the meetings and learning how the business works because I was always paying attention to what was going yeah. on uh, I kind of played the whole daft teenager not really paying any attention but I was re- I was listening and taking uh, taking in what was going on and I thought I could do this myself Yeah. so I moved to Nesborough this yeah. is where we are now and I found a building which at the time was this little it was actually hairdressers and there was about room for about five people in it Right. and I thought I'll open up and I did and you did yeah. and then that that's history you know I'm here now and you're here now 210 students so. wow that's brilliant yeah. and, so, um, and again we're looking at all the your film collection so this is all going on in the background that yep. you're teaching and how did you then get involved with films right. and your first dabble yeah. in the industry it was about the same I mean the, with the dawn of the internet um, the dawn of the internet that's yeah. like a film um, <laughs> it is a good pitch that we'll, we'll work on that after <laughs> work on that. the dawn of the internet yeah. um, no the internet came around and I started getting involved with message, message boards as a lot of people did with the Hong Kong movie scene and at the same time I was um, I got a camcorder and I was making just video clips of myself training and doing things and we were sharing them I was emulating some of the moves on films yeah. and I was throwing it on this message board it was actually a Jackie Chan message board and a director saw it and approached me about um, he was doing a pro, it was a promo for a TV show I can't remember what it was for it was that long ago but it was around 2000-ish. Yeah. Um, and I did that for him. And then he was making his own independent feature. Yeah. So he asked me to go back. And then it sort of snowballed. But it was the 2001 Royal, Royal Variety Show. That was my very, very first. Really? You, big thing. You were, you were on the yeah, actual yeah, yeah, variety yeah. show. This is in London. Yeah. Before the... it was a prize. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, t- yeah, 2001. And, and you were, and what role were you taking? You were a a person having to do a particular move scene. There was a, there was a group of us. Um, I can't remember what they named the troupe. Obviously, we, we we were all led to believe that we were requested there by the royal family. Right, yeah. Whether we were or not, I don't know. But we, um, it was it was an anniversary. I think it was a 50th anniversary. I can't remember. It was an anniversary one. Yeah, in 2001. And um, so the Queen was there. Right. Um, I remember, could see her up there. We, yeah. were, we were told, don't stare. <laughs> um, but there was a troop of, I think it was about eight of us. Right. And we, we did a martial arts scene at the start. Okay. Um, and it lasted about a minute, maybe. Okay. Um, so it was the is, opening section. So it's a bit like with Britain's Got Talent now, where you have a dance troupe come yeah. on and they'll do moves. So you yeah. were like a martial artist, and yeah. we, you did a, a, a few moves, and this is what we did. Flipped about, jumped about, did some kicks. Brilliant. Um, we rehearsed for three days in a loop, yeah. a big loop, and um, that was my first experience. So that was that was quite a good one, really. Yeah. Uh, to you know, I did a little, I did an independent film, and then I did the Royal Variety Show, show. and I was like, okay, that. but it was good because it, it it gave me experience yeah. of like standing on a stage, yeah, a massive stage, <laughs> in front of a huge audience and the royal family. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I thought, well, if I can do this, I should be all right. Well, that's pretty impressive <laughs> to do, and that's quite a that's quite a sort of cultural leap for the royal yeah. variety performance to have martial arts. Yes, 
on the stage yes. with Jimmy Tarbuck in the wings or whoever was emceeing. I don't know. Can you remember who the MC was? Um, oh, yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. It was Julian Clary. Oh, right. Julian Clary. Oh, mm. wonderful. So yep. uh, oh, that's brilliant. Yep. So, um, and so what happened after that? How did it all... This, and so it seems that with the forums and just suddenly connections, networking, mm. you're getting requests to be on films. Yeah, it was... Well, I was... What I was doing was I was um, recording myself training and making a showreel. I didn't know that's the way it was at the time because I didn't have any clue about the industry. Mm. And I was making VHS copies of this. You can imagine how laborious this was. I was hooking my uh, computer up, my, sorry, my VCR up to the computer and exporting and blowing and doing all this, recording all these videos, and then posting them to every address I could find. Yeah. If I could, if I could blag the address details of somebody, I would send it to that person. Right. I would turn up at their door and give it to them. Right. Uh, and then, as as thankfully. As technology advanced, it was then VCDs I was sending out to Hong Kong and China and Malaysia. Any, anywhere I could send a VCD to, yeah. they got a copy because yeah. it was quite cheap to mass produce. Um, and yeah, that's that. Basically, every day was spent on marketing myself yeah. to anybody and everybody. Um, and that persistence paid off. And then slowly, uh, the work picked up, yeah. picked up and picked up, and then uh, the bigger jobs came through. And then, so when you say but the smaller jobs, yep. so these are bit parts in short films, in television. Uh, predominantly, a lot of it was. I mean, the, the martial arts movie scene in the UK yeah. was non-existent until around sort of the early two thousands, and then slowly but surely, people started making martial arts and action-based films in the UK. Okay, um, and they, you know, inevitably they were quite small productions because the yeah. market was small but the yeah. market was there um, and they started to to pick up and we, there was a there was a period sort of between 2000 and 2006 7 where you, you know I'd be doing two or three a year yeah um, on top of other stuff as well um, and then that industry sort of crashed the back okay. end of it was around a sort of recession time it, it, yeah. it bombed it disappeared and it's never really recovered um, now you've seen a lot of independent short short films sure. coming up and there are now actually people starting to make sort of martial arts action based films again right. um, now that um, investors are, are seeing it as a, as, a, as a viable means of making money yeah. um, and ultimately at the end of the day that's what it's about um, and just as you qualified in 99 so just to give an idea yep. of of who is big in the martial arts in the film world at that point now we've mentioned Van Damme, oh, yeah. Van Damme. And now he sort of he came onto the scene in the late 80s early 90s yep. really wasn't he yep. he was huge oh yeah time sort of time cop period and all that yes yeah. yeah. so, and who who was the Steven Seagal was yeah he was still one? going uh, he was still going yeah Wesley Snipes um, there, were, there were there were quite a lot I mean there were quite a lot of who, people still yeah who who is someone we wouldn't associate with martial arts but does know martial arts like Wesley Snipes mm. I wouldn't know he was martial arts I thought oh, he was yeah. a Hollywood he, he's a, a oh trend. yeah 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 Wesley Snipes I mean I think most people have seen his martial arts work in Blade probably in the Blade okay. franchise um, but no he's a, he's a martial artist right, absolutely okay. um, I'm trying to think I'm in a better bit uh, Dolph Lundgren is often one that people don't realise he's a very high level martial artist and what style he's in it it's a, he's practices a, a Japanese style uh, of karate I can't remember off the top of my head I wouldn't want no. to commit to recording no, no, no. saying which it is but it's a very hard style system um, and you know he's, he's he's very proficient in that okay. um, there's, uh, there's, I think there's actually a lot of people that train in martial arts that don't always because one of the things that we're taught to do is to not boast about it right? because the idea is it's supposed to be that thing that you've got to rely on if you need to yeah. not go around telling everybody so someone comes and starts a fight Yeah, yeah. Um, I managed to get through the school 
the entire time at school without getting into anything more than a bit of a scuffle. What um, now, so, and just yeah, quickly just chat about that because obviously you know so come fourteen fifteen you're you're mm. pretty obviously qualified at what yeah, you yeah, do yeah, yeah, yeah. and other kids must other boys must have known I kept it quiet you really it was that yeah I kept it quiet I did it intentionally because I was um, an easy target at school yeah um, I was I played now I'm not saying that these this automatically qualifies people as targets but we, we all know how horrible kids can be Me, yeah I grew up in a rough area I played the violin I played yeah. the piano yeah I played the guitar right I wow. liked Star Trek oh, right. okay. I was an easy target yeah, yeah. Um, and I wasn't I wasn't I wasn't going to not outwardly express my interest in those things yeah. um, which you know and I didn't like football yeah. you add those together so is, yeah, yeah. you get a bit of a melting pot of bullying going on there but I managed to get through school without having any sort of significant bullying because yeah. I, I learned through through my martial arts training I sort of learned to have like a a confidence without it being yeah. cocky yeah, yeah. I, I learned to sort of play the field I yeah. was able to have I was able to have my friends at lunchtime and we could talk about rebuilding our computers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then I'd also be able to go off and play basketball with sure, football kids because sure, yeah. I like basketball. Yeah, I was quite yeah. good at it. So I kind of learned to sort of socially sort of play the field, as it were, and, like yeah, being, yeah. Um, and that was through martial arts training yeah. the, the, because it, it focuses a lot on discipline um, and, and, and not not false confidence, but being able to. Because I mean, if you think sort of battlefield terms, yeah. one of the big things originally in the arts would be to hide. You know, if you have an injury and you're yeah. giving off that injury, yeah, yeah. your your opponent knows ah, there's a broken rib okay. or ah, they're wincing when that. So we kind of learn to sort of hide that. So I, I, I that that filters in. Is that part of the style? So I so when this, originally it would have been less so now. And this was and with all martial arts, we're talking 17th, 18th century within. Japan, China, the, where it's ever come from, the, yeah. they would be. If yeah. there was a battle, they uh, would yeah. be. Uh, they would be using martial arts. Originally, if you, I mean, you can tra- you can trace it back. They could go on on this for ages, really. Yeah. But you can trace it back. A lot, a lot of people have different theories as to the origins of martial arts and which country it came from. But sure. you know, most, if not all, countries have their own combative style. I mean, we yeah. even have them in 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 England. Yeah. It's just they're not they're not really publicised to a level but we, there, there are a lot of sort of martial arts in, in all countries yeah. it's just we, we tend to associate it more um, with as you say sort yeah. of China, Japan, sure. Korea yeah. Malaysia um, those areas um, but you know they're, they're originally they, in, in, their, in their purest form they were developed to protect villages to okay. uh, for the army yeah sure now, that's what they were for now obviously we, we use them in a different way because yeah. We're very fortunate that we're not in a position where we have to defend our yes, local town yes, from, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, from whoever's deciding they want to take over. Mm. Um, you know, a lot of the weapons, weaponry that we use, were actually farm tools that yeah, were. Right. You see a bow staff or of course, a nunchuck right, yeah. or a, you know, yeah. uh, they're, they're all actually adapted. Of course, yeah, farm I d- tools. Yeah, yeah. now a nunchuck. Yeah, yeah, for yeah, people yeah. that are listening, that's the two sort of pieces yeah, of yeah. the chain between. So that would have been like a hay rice, rice flails. Right, oh, is that where it yeah, comes yeah, yeah, from? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were obviously a little bit longer and a bit, but they were they were. 
a lot of the times as well these people weren't allowed to have weapons so, so you know it, if it was soldiers or whoever it was, yeah. it was you know they were having to defend themselves well what have I got yeah. well I've got these sticks what yeah. can I do with them snap right I've got two sticks now yeah. what can I do with two sticks yeah, yeah. Um, I've got this big stick well, what can yeah. I do with this I will yeah. narrow it at the end maybe give it a point you know well, so it was fine thank god it never started in England because all we had was a tractor and a plough headbutts and headbutts <laughs> this is like you know that would have been a different sort of martial art together so let's go so the, so the film industry uh, and, and Van Damme's mm. massive at this sort mm. of and still one of the big names going um and obviously Bruce Lee was we, goes back to the 60s but yep. Jackie Chan your love for Jackie yep. Chan so what, where did that be, was it a, obviously a film yep. that you saw and you went this is this yep. is someone special it was 1995 and the film in question was a movie called Rumble in the Bronx okay and um, was this his first film no no no, no. He'd, he'd been around for decades by that point really yeah yeah I mean I'd seen him I'd seen him before in, in um, the Cannonball Run series and, oh, really? and I just, but I hadn't twigged. I, and that, those are seventies yeah, films. Yeah, I, I'm like, he's the he's the guy doing the cool moves. But I, yeah. I didn't know it was him. Yeah. I just saw him as the guy doing the cool moves. Uh, it wasn't so later on when I became more of a fan that I, re- I then found out that it was Jackie in those films. But yeah, um, yeah, it was a film called Rumble in the Bronx. That was sort of like the mid nineties, and um, it was it was actually his first film that was really pushed yeah. over here in the states and in in the UK. So it was him as the star. Yeah, that was him, and that was his sort of that was the film that they decided to use as a vehicle to drive Jackie Chan as, as the actors but he, obviously in, in, in Asia he was already huge he was massive mega star yeah. and there were people over here that knew about him but it was a little bit fringe it wasn't so it wasn't mainstream yeah. um, cinema going audiences that knew about him and that was the film that they used as the vehicle because okay. the th- some of the things he does in that film are just just bonkers so insane the, just, where, just crazy where's he originally from what, what, what's his country uh, he's from China oh, he's China yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he 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 well his, his parents we're going to go into Jackie Chan history story here forgive me if any of my details no. are off but um, no but his his dad was actually a spy really yeah he was really? a spy yeah um, but they worked at a, an embassy um, okay. uh, Australian I believe it was and they yeah. spent some time in Australia that's where he got his name uh, he was working on a, on a, on a building site okay. the builders couldn't say his name correctly and there was, there was original, a link to Jackie what is his original name then um, it may oh right hang on you're going to get me now on the spot um, we'll, don't, we'll, we'll come it back me, it means specifically something but we'll come back to that okay, one yeah 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 so he well, I get it right in my head I'll, I'll set you off yeah, anyway. <laughs> so right and what was his style what was his particular well, style he went to um, a school called Pe- a, a school called a Peking Opera School so okay. um, it was sort of like a if you think of it like a, a circus I suppose yeah like a Chinese equivalent to a circus but they did basically they did like a, it's like performing arts yeah um, and so there were circus skills acrobatic skills there was dance there was singing there sure. was martial arts um, and they were they were these they, but they these schools were brutal they weren't yeah. like a performing arts school over here yeah. they were getting up first thing in the morning going for massive jogs runs right. handstands on, on tables the teachers were basically beating the awesomeness into them right that, okay. that's the best way to describe right, okay. it um, and, but the net result was at the end you, the, all the performers were top level yeah absolutely top level because um, they were trained to a to a um, oh, horrific. Level. Some of it was some of it was Quite. torturous. And he came through this yeah. sort of. And so ninety five, you watch Rumble in the Bronx. Is yes. that right? And this is Jackie Chan sort of first really starring movie. Yes. And this really inspired you, and you loved his style. Yep. 
Um, when was it that you actually got to then meet him and be in a film with him? Um, right, I haven't, I haven't got as far as being in a film well, with not him being just yet. Sorry, but... but... No, 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 I'm getting there. <laughs> I'm rushing you. I'm working on it. <laughs> no, um, I, what, basically what happened was I was... Um, uh, I'd, been doing, I'd been doing the movie work. Yeah. Um, and my son was born. Okay. And I had a knee injury and it, it wasn't as a result of my son being born <laughs> although I, actually no it is because I was running up the stairs to him screaming in his right, cot right. that's how I hurt my knee anyway I had to take time off yeah. um, and when I came back I was still I still wanted to be involved and do something but yeah. I was really limited on my options so I got involved with his charity um, and uh, it was actually through working with his charity that I got to meet him in 2002 Four, I want to say yeah. 14 sorry 2014 yeah I think that's right um, and I met him at a premiere for one of his films okay and um, and how was that when you met him it was the best way I can think of to describe him is a little bit like a human battery right but it gives off energy yeah um, he, when he ran it he ran into the room he, he literally bounced into the room and he'd been on a flight from Hong Kong so he right. literally got off this flight arrived and obviously it's a long journey it's not it's not and he's how old at this point he's in his 60s so he'd be 62 61 62 um and he um he came bouncing into the room yeah and jumped over the chair did his thing and everything (laughs) and and everybody just was like but he just gave off this sort of aura this energy um and we sort of He's, he's talking yeah. and he's, he's a little he's not really going in <laughs> you're not really listening yeah. and I, I think I spent the first five minutes just clicking on my phone because like, <laughs> there was there was a row of we, we were essentially on the first row yeah. because all of his uh, sort of entourage and PR people were on the front, yeah, right, front yeah, of it yeah. and then he was sort of where that chair is somewhere. yeah yeah um, and yeah it was it was a bit surreal it was a bit weird yeah but, um, very very awesome experience and you got to just shake his hand chat to him yeah a little hello. bit of back and forth and that sort of thing okay. um, there were other people in the room as well right. and obviously I was with the people who were representing his charity so I yeah. kind of sort of stepped back a little yeah, bit yeah, because yeah. I, didn't, you know, I didn't want to be like hey it's all about me yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure. but um, no it was cool and um, and then what and then that did you what led after that to um you've been obviously in other films with yes. all the short what, what other stuff have you been I mean initially uh, sort of the period between when I started out sort yeah. of uh, 2000 to 2007 yeah. the, a lot of the stuff that I did was in the UK and Europe yeah. um, uh, uh, so that a lot of that stuff is sort of direct to DVDs release yeah, yeah. because it's, it's, a, it's a very small market um, but in there, I did a few. I did some TV shows as well. I did a TV series called Star Hike, which actually had Patrick Moore in it. That was pretty cool. That was funky. It was sort of like a Red Dwarf type sure. comedy, uh, okay. uh, sci-fi with martial arts in there. Um, I did I did some kids TV stuff. Yeah. I did a little bit of presenting on kids, some kids TV stuff yeah. as well. Um, and then the big film, the sort of breakout film, I suppose, was a, a, a live action remake of an anime series called uh, Blood the Last Vampire okay um, which was a very popular um, comic book series yeah and that was a sort of a joint French Chinese production um, which was shot in China yeah um, and so that was a that I got to obviously work in China for I think it was about 10 days 10 okay. days ish um, and that was sort of like what the was big that one like? the, the, with a film oh, set that it was awesome it was I mean the the, the action director was a um, it was, he started out as, a, as an actor he's actually from the same school as Jackie Chan yeah. you know, director called Corey Young um, and he's worked with Jet Li with, you name it he's worked with them yeah. he, he's worked with everybody and he was the action director 
and it was one of those moments where pinch yourself on set like I'm, I've got to the thing this is the thing I wanted to do yeah. these were the films I used to put on and watch and go they're the films I want to be in and then I was there you're there and I'm like but you have to it was weird because I had to remind myself I'm, this is a job I'm not here to sort of geek out yeah. when, when three to one action I've got to do my thing I can't, I can't just be like <laughs> switch off and be like oh my gosh all these people um, so it was what, it was a hard shoot it was what, hard yeah, shoot. what was say one particular move you had to do in the film um, the, for me the, the most it was the simple things that were sometimes the most difficult one of the, the most difficult elements of it is it was a night shoot Yeah. Um, although in the day where we were in China it was baking hot yeah. at night it was freezing cold Okay. it was a night shoot so it was all, all, all nights uh, and it was raining Right. So they had a, they were they had the rain machines in now to keep the bugs out of the water. They have to really I don't know what the temperature of the water has to be, but it's essentially freezing. Right. So we were being rained on with freezing cold water for uh, ten ten hours or so. Oh my lord! Um, and there was not really anywhere to sort of keep warm. Um, and the most difficult shot I had was actually the lead actress, who's a huge Korean. Yeah. Over there, they sort of. They do it a little bit like it used to be over here. Like, you know, they wouldn't just be an actor or an actress. You'd be yeah. multi-talented. Sure. And in Asia, a lot of times, you know, they're, they're, they're film stars, they're singing stars. Okay. They're, so they sort of sure, do sure. everything. Yeah. Um, and this you know, this lady in particular, she was a fa- very, very famous Korean actress. And uh, although I didn't know that at the time when I was just sat talking to her. <laughs> um, and um, she had to swing, she had to swing a sword at my throat yeah. and in this in the film she actually cuts my head off right. and then she spins around and kicks my head and it flies off right. of course we had to do that with CGI so I had to stay completely still right. while she swung a sword at my throat and then swung her foot at my head right, right. Um, and the first couple of takes they wanted to use her which it makes sense because yeah. it's just easy with it being CGI and the timing wasn't it wasn't quite right and of course I'm the person they're testing all this on yeah. <laughs> um, and in the end they used a double for one section for the kick right um, but even then I still had to stay perfectly still as to not get this foot around my face I was going to say did you, and did you ever get hit oh yeah you do all the time yeah yeah that, it, I mean that's part and parcel of it but um, it was just more it was an uneven surface it's freezing cold, cold. it was dark oh, yeah. it was raining <laughs> <laughs> you know um, there was only th- there was myself two other English um, guys mm. and one guy from Australia mm. and then everybody else mm. was local right okay so, and this I think the whole thing was a, one of, like a giant fight sequence yeah. in a way that they do yeah. so it's like uh, it was going off everywhere and it was just and this is and, and so you ha- you say you have a stunt director as well then, yeah. or a fight director yep. so, the, so is the actual director even there on, at that point or there somewhere else well they were, do, do, they, were they basically had two units going so right. um, the, the first unit they'd be off doing um, more of a dialogue yeah. and then the second unit we were focusing on the action there were some nights where it crossed over we yeah. were doing both because they'd need us in the back of shot for something else sure um, because with for example that, that particular scene the, the first unit they were off doing um, the interior for the same shot for the yeah. same scene sorry and we were filming the the, the fight scene that followed chronologically yeah. we were doing the fight scene outside yeah um, so we were doing the two things so, but the thing is they weren't shot anywhere near each other they were miles was away okay, miles right. away really? the worst one I've ever had for that was a film called um, it, was a, it was actually an English film uh, what was it called oh my goodness it's going back a very long time I'm trying to remember what it was called anyway um, the, inter- the, sorry, the exterior was in London right 
and we had to walk down this long and it, it was really funny because they'd not locked it off or anything right. so there's just us dressed in these bizarre futuristic outfits right. with the camera in a, in a building up the street with us walking down the road with all these people looking at us like even this is strange for London what they're wearing <laughs> <laughs> but it was very bizarre and, um, and then um, it's like jumpsuits with these yeah. big targets like, anyway so the exterior was in London and then the interior the, the Chinese restaurant so we walked through a door and that was in Glasgow oh really yeah <laughs> <laughs> so we walked through a door at the exterior in London and the next minute yeah. we're in the interior shot in Glasgow is yeah. it with with this on when you're on the set is there anything you won't do if a fight director says I need you to do this is there, will no. you draw the line at anything I can't do that I can't um, and we were talking about briefly about stuntmen and stunt yeah. performers as opposed to yeah. martial arts so stunt as you, just to d describe the sort of difference between sure. that industry sure I mean it, it, over here um, as with all things you know there's a lot regulations a lot tighter um, you know in some countries you're a stunt person if you'll just do it right okay really yeah. so like you... you'll do it okay yeah alright crack on you know not, no not, not as totally simplified is that there is obviously vetting and process yeah. but in, uh, over here in the UK we, there are um, there's a re there's a process that it, it's not it's not be careful on this one it's not like an actual full on requirement that you must do it yeah. but a lot of the top productions will go to these people first yeah. as, as a pool of vetted yeah. performers um, and this is what we call the stunt register um, and they have requirements to get on that register yeah. now I um, I focus on purely on on the fight scenes and the martial arts side of things, yeah. and so I've sort of fallen into sort of what we call specialist talent. Yeah. So I don't. In the early days, when I was full of bravado and yeah. keenness, and yeah. I, and it was naivety. I didn't really understand the industry. I was all, yeah, I do stunts, I do this yeah, because yeah. Jackie Chan does stunts, so I do stunts. Everyone does stunts. And the reality of it was, was I don't really do stunts. Yeah. I just focus on the martial arts. Because yeah. that's my specialist talent, that's so specialist, to speak. Yeah, yeah. Um, whereas with the with the stunt registry, it's not that they're not because the, the the requirements are very strict and, and yeah. arduous. They're very difficult. Um, but some people sort of focus on one area more than the other. But yeah. they're sort of multifaceted. They've got experience. Yeah. Whereas I'm just no, no martial arts. No, that's that. my thing. That I don't I don't do fire stunts. I don't do. You know, there are occasions when you'll be asked to do those. Yeah. And if you feel comfortable, and if the coordinator feels comfortable, they'll have you do it. Yeah. But nine out of ten times they'll use somebody who's has experience that, yeah. in, in the car stunts or sure. the horse riding stunts or abseiling well, or say, diving uh, and you just say horse riding because yeah. yeah, stunt, stunt men women they yeah. go through training yeah. and they have to be sword specialists they have to do horse riding yeah. there are certain um, yeah. procedures they've yeah. got to go through to become yeah. qualified so it's like what? what's the uh, and you say you're picking up injuries what's yeah. the worst injury you've had when on a film set oh, on a film set uh, one of the first films I did, um, but it's actually, it was actually it was a good lesson. It was the first, very very first thing I, I worked on, um, all the way back in two thousand. Uh, it was a complete accident. Um, it was actually using one of those sticks behind you on the Oh right, okay. okay. Yeah. And, and what the, are those called? Uh, uh, screamer sticks. Okay. Uh, the guy had to swing the stick yeah. up into my hands that were already in position. Yeah. And that was the shot. Unfortunately, he got a little bit excited, swung too hard, missed my hand, hit my fingers, Ooh. straight through my fingers and hit me in the face and Ooh. it actually fractured my nose and my eye socket, in which I still have a big dent in. Right, okay. Didn't get it sorted out because that's the way we kind of That's roll. the way you roll. <laughs> um, and uh, I didn't realise it was my face went purple. Yeah. I had it fine. Get yeah. 
and I've actually got a nice lump in You've my lump eyebrow. Nice, um, so that's probably the worst thing, really. Yeah. You, you know, you've broken noses, broken fingers, yeah. um, that bruising, you know, muscle it, pulse. That's all part and parcel. That's just yeah. that's just part part of it. Yeah. Um, but injury wise, that's probably the worst. That's the problem. I've got, I've got, I've got, all of my more, more serious injuries in life have come from everything but martial arts. Right. <laughs> just day to day life. It's just day to day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what would you say is the, the best moment you've had where you think you've done a performance, you've done a particular move, and yeah. you've gone, that's it. That I'm, Ooh, and you've watched it back. And that's gone. a good question. Um, wow. I've never really thought about that before. Do you watch yourself back sometimes? Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, of course I do. <laughs> well, <that's, laughs> we always do. I, I think people like to. I think like people like to pretend. Oh no, of course not. But we do. We, we do. all like to see ourselves doing awesome things. Now, I don't. I mean, when I, I when I'm putting together showreel material, yeah. um, if I'm like applying for something, then I'll have to go through my footage to pick, pick out the bits. Sure. So you know, um, I'm, I'm all, and and not only that, but video is an amazing learning tool if, if I'm if I was trying to learn how to do something and I'm standing in front okay. of somebody does this look good and they're like yeah it's great yeah. it's not really they just don't want to upset you yeah. if you watch it on video it's a great you can go of... I'm not turning there okay. I'm not doing this yeah, I'm yeah. missing that um, and so video is an amazing learning tool it's a good learning um, tool and it, it, it's, it's much easier now for people than it used to yeah. be I mean when I started out it was VHSC tapes and all that it was a nightmare well it'd be great well, later on if we can pop down to the gym and c- could you show me like a couple of moves yeah. perhaps and, it, and I'll just describe to everybody as you do it because yeah, sure. it'll be, but uh, and very briefly as well let the collection here as well what's your favourite just recommend what's a good Jackie Chan movie well, to I'm watch? always biased on Rumble in the Bronx because right. it is the it is the one that got me into it um, but I mean if you wanted to pick out certain films certain periods to watch and a, a good early this the, the a good earlier one would either be a film called drunken master yeah or the young master they're not in any way connected it's just that they're the translations okay. for them they're uh, late 70s early 80s okay um and then a little bit later on into the 80s a film called police story okay which a lot of modern uh, western films are uh, they they lift from not heavily completely yeah. shot for shot this there's a scene in bad boys 2 where they come down through the they crashing the cars through all of the the sort of the, the houses and stuff that's lifted entirely from police story okay that completely right. shot for shot um, is that a, does that plagiarism or not plagiarism but just duplicating oh he goes it all the time goes all the time constantly Especially even like, in Jackie Chan films right, yeah, like okay. Jackie Chan films you'll see in, in western films sorry you'll see a lot of uh, they, they, they're pinched from it all the time okay. oh, right, okay. oh constantly so police stories like mid 80s yeah um Late eighties film called Dragons Forever. That's a good one to watch. Okay. Um, Rush Hour was a big one. Yeah, for him, that was that was a huge one. That was nineteen ninety eight. Yeah, and that was that was a massive yeah. one for him that launched and and, and and yeah going and you have one on um, Blu Ray as well that yep. you've just oh the foreigner that's just come out recently. That's that's actually really uh, is that his latest. Yeah, it's one yeah. of his later ones. This you got to remember this guy's putting out two three films a year. That's unbelievable. Every year, he's just constantly working. He doesn't stop. He's just always working, always working, always working. He, he, yeah. ha, he has his own uh, company. I take it that yes. they just churn yeah. out. They do. And yeah. what about just apart from Jackie Chan? What are the other martial arts? Look at all the DVDs here. Yep. Um, uh, is it Jet Li? I've got there's Jet Li, there's Donnie Yen, there's Sammo Hung, there's okay. Yun Biao, there's uh, you name it. They're on there. They're, they're the Tony Jaa. Um, and who's and Jack? Who's sort of say of Korean? 
of, of, of Malaysia. Who's like the Jackie Chan at the moment? Oh, who, who, I don't who, know. Do you know? There aren't, know. There, aren't there aren't any. There aren't any. And this is no disrespect to the people that are um, coming through now, but it, it's just different now. I mean, yeah. you know, people know Jackie Chan and they know Sammo Hung predominantly. Yeah. So for those of you that maybe don't recognise the name, you might have seen the TV series Martial Law, okay. which is sort of like yeah. a rush hour rip-off that was on TV. Right, yeah, uh, about, like yeah. a cop. There was the, the, the Chinese martial artist, the big guy, yeah. flipping around and doing all the stuff. And then there was like the Chris Tucker type character. Yes. Um, and it, it was on Channel 5 a lot for, for a long while. Um, people, a lot of people know Sammo Hung from Martial Law. Um, but they're from the same school. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the um, performers and, and, and actors around that sort of time yeah. all came from similar backgrounds. And those schools don't really exist anymore. Yeah, right. So the, the next sort of generation of performers that are coming through, it's just not, it's just not the same. Yeah. Um, and, and there are, I mean, there are, there, are, there are performers coming through that are very, very talented, but yeah. I wouldn't want to say they're the next Jackie Chan. Yeah, yeah. There won't be our next Jackie Chan. Jack. It's like saying, who will be the next Michael Jackson? Or yeah, yeah, who yeah. will be the next Freddie Mercury? We yeah. won't have those people. They'll never exist. He is that unique. That, that you know, you yeah. can't replicate that. Absolutely. Somebody will come along at some point right. and be the. Yeah. But then they'll be their own identity, and it's the same for for people like Jackie and sure. Samuel. You, you just you, you can't replicate it. It's um, like oh, a unique, yeah, sort of uh, one-off. No, I, I, it's, it's phenomenal, and, and the, 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 I, I didn't realise that was his output. So mm. he's doing all the time. Hey, brilliant, Chris. Thank you. Let's just quickly pop downstairs, yes, sure. uh, look at a couple of moves, and then I'm going to ask you the final question. I ask everybody on Funny Beginning Podcast is who should I have on the show next so let's uh, we'll pause it there yeah. so cheers Chris no problem well just yeah I'm just looking we're just back on now I'm just quickly looking through and there's a wonderful signed picture of Jackie uh, that Jackie signed for yep. Chris what is he saying there it's actually it's actually addressed to the school so oh, it says school? yeah it says oh. warmest regards to all the Christians Taekwondo schools love Jackie Chan oh. in 2003 and, and who's this up? this is Gordon Liu he's another Gordon um, famous um, uh, Hong Kong uh, action star. Okay, I think he's probably most well known for the Uma Thurman. What was the um... Kill Bill? Yes, he was right. in the series. He was the teacher. Oh, was he? Yeah, he was yeah. used for that. He's, he's more, mo- probably most well known yeah. in the West anyway for yeah. those films. Although he did his own, he was, you know, was ultra famous in his own in his yeah. own rights as well. Um, wonderful. We, and, and we'll have a look. And you've got a poster up here, Jet Li's Fearless. Ah, right. Okay, so that was a that was massive. Yes. That particular film, wasn't it? So, yeah. and you've got. Um, and is this this it's a big picture of me? That's you there, <laughs> which is good because and that's that's how long? How many? And there's a picture of Chris here. And what what um, st- what pose is that? Or what kick are you doing? It's basically there? a performance style front kick. It's just okay. a jumping front kick. Right, it's, okay. it's actually quite a basic kick, but it's one that's good for photography. That's brilliant. How long did it take to get that one? Did you do it on the first? Uh, three. We had three shots. Three shots. And not all three it. photos we used. It's just that was the best one. Brilliant. Fantastic. <laughs> Let's just. So we're just back in the uh, Chris's main gym area here, and um, there's just from my ignorance, what, what, that's what, what's the writing on the wall? So it's um, Japanese style writing. I'm probably yep. completely wrong. <laughs> it's Korean for Taekwondo. Ah, right, okay. Yeah. I will. I will say, and I always say this to anybody that's been in martial arts. Have you seen uh, Danny McBride in the foot fist way? 
Yes. Which is a very funny film. Yes. And I do love the opening scene. If anybody's not seen it, do see it. It's the yeah. guy who went on to do Eastbound and Down. Yeah. And it's a very funny scene in the car park at the beginning where he's doing a demonstration. It's, it's basically a sort of hopeless um, uh, sort of father of uh, yeah. married, and he's trying to be a Taekwondo expert. That is a very accurate description of the martial arts industry that, <laughs> that film is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. the, the really the really shocking thing is it is very accurate very right. very oh, accurate okay, yeah. okay. and that is and, and the foot fist way yeah. that's is that the literal definition of taekwondo uh, is that, to a point yeah to yeah, a point? yeah. It, it's, as, the, the, depending on who you speak to the, yeah. the different people say different things but basically it, it does mean to kick and punch basically right, okay, long okay. and short or the way of the hand and foot okay. you can say it in different sort of more delicate ways right, but sure. basically it means kick and punch Okay, so. brilliant. And we've got here, we've got lots of pads, there's lots of, um, what would you, and for the kids as well, yeah. what, what are these known as? Kicking? Uh, just kick pads. Kick pads. I, I think, I think the, um, the, the sort of generic term or the commercial term is Wavemaster, but that's just right. a brand. That's... Uh, but it, basically it's just full of water. Oh, really? Okay. And then they just, because a lot, again, um, in the um, in the films, they always have that wooden. Yeah. Uh, they have the wooden man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the, right. The, the, and is that still? Yeah, yep. and, and that and what? And, and again, that's that's used to help Just conditioning. Conditioning. Yeah, to make you. I mean, obviously, it's wooden on the basis that. They're actually designed to have a little bit of giving them, so they do move. Right. Um, but um, yeah, it's just conditioning. So obviously, yeah. when you're hitting repeatedly yeah. on, on a harder surface, yeah. it, it, it basically toughens the body, right, toughens okay. the head. And not in the respect from hitting your head, but yeah. just more the mind. So, um, so, uh, yeah. Because it's some, it is about repetition, I take mm-hmm. it. So, what say a couple of moves that you would have used in a movie that you had a, a kick or a swing or something like that? Um, for, very basic. I, I don't want you to end up. Non warm up and non Yeah, well, exactly. I'm, this is when he pulls a muscle. I'll do, I'll do something that'll make a good noise for you. Yes, because this is exactly. This is, <laughs> this is, we've got to remember it's audio. This okay. is the thinking person. And I've got to remember to do my Radio 4 bit and describe what's actually happening. So Chris has actually brought out a, um, another, a, a bigger kick uh, pad and. Um, it's about. I'll do one on this one, pal. I'll, I'll do two different ones. I've okay. just got to make sure I pick the right one so there's a leak in life. If it leaks everywhere, it leaks everywhere. So, I'll, 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 we'll be out with mops in a minute. So, it's about, <laughs> it's about four foot high and it's basically a, a blue cylindrical uh, kick pad. And Chris is just now turning on an axe. He's turning. Oh, right, okay. So, that's the power. So, he's just kicked it right over. How much does that weigh, that actual. I don't know. Pick it up. Right, I think that's about 40 kilograms uh, with the water in it. And he's just... And with one roundhouse... Is that a roundhouse? That spin you, back kick. Spin back kick. Yep. It went straight over and it was that quick. And I'm just tapping it now and, I'm, and I can feel that. That is pretty solid. Um, oh, he's bringing another one out now. And, that, and that, that turn that you did there, the spin kick... That's a, 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 a sort of a base or a, a normal move you yeah. use in the movies that they'll say, yeah. fight director, go, right, can we have some spin kicks? Um, that, the one that I did there was uh, um, sort of a, I, I don't know, sort of a, an advanced beginner technique, okay. an intermediate technique. What we do to change it for film, obviously you wouldn't want that getting ploughed into you. Yeah. If you're, if you're having a fight sequence with the lead, lead actor, yeah. let's say that's Tom Cruise. Yeah. Although Tom Cruise, is, he, he, you know, he does like his action. He wouldn't want one of those in the ribs repeatedly. Yeah. He'd get a bit cross. So all we would do is just pull it. Yeah. 
Yes. So, okay, so you're pulling yeah. back. You're, yeah. And would they, in that case, in a fight sequence, and they say Tom Cruise does a lot of his own yeah. stunts, would they, would, would, Tom, would Tom Cruise or someone, would they take that? It would flick, depend or on would they get a body double in? They'd have to, it depends. I mean, you work with some people who are quite, I mean, Tom, he's a, he's full on. He's all Apparently the way in. He does. He, do, do, he is all the way. I know people have worked with him and they, They've said how dedicated he is. He, you know, if, if there's something if there's something involved in the film, he doesn't know how to do it. He will go and learn how to do it, right, okay. and he won't just learn how. To, he will fully immerse himself. Yeah. The full-on method actor approach. He will learn it inside okay. and out. I mean, like in the new film, in the new Mission Impossible, he's flying helicopters, he's skydiving, he's doing motorbike stunts, he's doing it all himself. Right, okay. Absolute crackpot, but immensely impressive, you know? Whereas a lot of people just go, well, they can do that. Go on, stun double, crack on, and I'll go and do this. I suppose it's that fascination when we watch films Mm. when you see the stunt double get switched from the actor because you're looking for the bad wig. You can't help it. And you you can't, it draws you to it. and, And then you'll, and I suppose if you see that, Act of doing it, it yeah. makes it that more believable. Yeah. So. And then the same thing, if you just to give you an idea, yeah. um, instead of instead of rotating, keep yeah. it grounded just to give it a bit more flamboyant. Oh, just come off the ground. You can it's the same technique. Did the same, but you came off about two foot off the ground there, which yeah. was. I'm not, I'm not warm. I would normally no, go. No, yeah, yeah, no. That was that was incredible. That was so yeah. quick. That's the bit in the films, they'll probably slow it down. But that was so quick. And then the same there. thing, the same thing, you know, if it was, yeah. if it was somebody, um, you know, you've got to be a little bit more careful with. Yeah. Or, or a repetitive shot or, a, or an awkward angle. Yeah. Um, it's just like exactly the same thing. It, 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 and tap it. it tap it. And that is, that's just, you just practice. It's practice. practice. A lot of people don't, that's the thing that a lot of people don't always take into account or think about is you know when I were training in martial arts I'm training to like the first one yeah the idea is to destroy it yes with the film stuff like the last one there the yeah. idea is I throw the kick yeah and then the performer on the other side sells the reaction will react to that like your old Saturday afternoon wrestling yes yes they're selling the reaction so if the hit looks big and the reaction yeah. matches yeah the, the person watching the brain goes oh, that's a big hit that's a big hit and the big sound effects and, and, then, and, and then we're going to say the Foley artists they come yeah. along and, and they put the sound effect Makes on the magic. and it's the movie magic yep. Chris thank you very much for today this has been a great session this is another hour special by the way people so I will be getting this onto uh, the podcast soon so um, you're getting bang for your buck even though it's all free I say bang for your buck but my last question is yes. Chris who do you think I should interview for uh, a future episode of Funny Peculiar Podcast? Now, he's going to probably kill me for this one. But a friend of mine based in Leeds called Martin Wan, who runs a uh, facility called Level Up. Okay. Um, and they actually focus on a lot of various different uh, movement arts, but they're, they're quite heavily involved in the uh, cheer side of things, so cheerleading and stunts and stuff. So that, I think that would be a pretty good okay. one because he does some awesome stuff. Brilliant. I'll track him down. Yeah. Brilliant. Thank you very much for today, Chris, and thank you for being on the Funny Peculiar Podcast. Not a problem. Thanks for coming. You're listening to Kickback with Chris, the martial arts podcast, brought to you by www.onlinekicking.co.uk. So a big thanks to Jeff and the guys at Funny Peculiar Podcast for allowing us to use that interview. Um, I, again, it's the first time that I've listened back to some of that since, well, since we recorded it. So it was a cool experience for me as well, and I hope you enjoyed it. Um, so next week, 
Um, we will be doing another of our regular podcasts. It will actually be, well, I say regular, we're actually going to do a year-end review special. So I'm going to be looking back at um, some of the interviews and some of the things we've discussed over the past six months now worth of podcasts. Um, it'll actually be 25 episodes, which is pretty fitting for Christmas, really. Um, I'd like to say that, that I'd planned that, but I haven't. That's just that's just how it's worked out. Um, but yeah, I'll be I'll be going through um, previous podcast interviews, just a, a nice little review, looking back on the things that uh, we've talked about, the people that have been on. Um, also, we will have our weekly uh, match chat with Matthew Chapman. We've actually got that one recorded already. Um, it's a good one, good one to kickstart the uh, the new year for those of you that are running a martial arts gym. Um, just another quick thing as well, uh, if you're interested, because again, it does go towards supporting the podcast. Um, if you've been looking at picking up one of my uh, online courses, I've actually got a special on um, the course for this weekend only. I'm recording this now. This is Saturday the 22nd. Um, so I'm going to be running this offer uh, over this weekend. Uh, the regular price of my main course is uh, $29.99. Uh, I've actually reduced that to $22.99 because I'm, I'm daft um, for uh, this weekend only, Saturday and Sunday. I, I think it's just the elation of finishing gradings mixed with um, the festive spirit has made me a little bit daft um so yeah go go take go take advantage of the situation and and get yourself a bargain um which also goes towards keeping the podcast online and supporting uh, and covering the costs that are involved um a quick one to say a merry christmas to everybody as well i hope you all all have a fantastic christmas period as i say we will be back up with a with our final episode of the year our end of year review uh, next week so keep an eye out for that one i'll uh, i'm gonna go for you know thursday friday somewhere around there um but just keep an eye out definitely before the first put it that way um so yes have a great christmas and i will catch you all very soon